This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM640. Or download the app at 640toronto.com. A Halifax man who advocates on behalf of airline passengers has uh, brought more than two dozen successful complaints uh, against the uh, several airlines and with the Canadian Transportation Agency and had a lot of success bringing about improvements to the industry. He joins me now. His name is Gabor Luketch. Welcome. Good afternoon. I, uh, you call yourself, you refer to yourself as an air passenger rights advocate, correct? Yes. So what are some of the, in the past, fights you've had or complaints with the uh, airline uh, industry that has actually brought about improvements? Give us a couple. For example, back in 2009, I obtained a ruling against Air Canada that they are liable for damage to baggage, even when we are talking about damage to wheels or handles. Back in those days, people may remember, Air Canada used to have those signs at their baggage uh, um, offices, which says, we're not responsible for wheels, for handles, basically for almost anything that can break on a bag. Right. We're not responsible for. And I not only got a ruling that this was illegal, but I actually got an order requiring Air Canada to remove those signs. Oh, anybody who flies Air Canada right now thanks you very much that their luggage is intact. And if not, uh, that they can uh, claim some sort of uh, you know refund from Air Canada. What else have you done? And another case, in a way that that's probably what I'm most proud of is um, that uh, the compensation for people who are bumped from flights, who are, who are the involuntarily denied boarding, but they, and the airline oversells the flights, uh, are, can now get uh, compensation up to $800 in cash, while prior to my complaint, it was $100 Canadian dollars. What started you on your path to become an air passenger rights advocate? What moment was it that you went, you know what, I'm going to fight the good fight for everybody flying? Were you on a flight and something went wrong at some point? It didn't. Ha- there was no such moment, really. Um, it, it was uh, the um, initial push. There was some incidents where I missed whole days at, at, at a whole conference because of airlines incompetence and airline employees just completely ignoring the rights of passengers. But um, then there was this initial complaint uh, to the Canadian Transportation Agency about uh, the baggage compensation rules, and uh, the agency was very responsive in those days to that matter. And uh, then other matters came up. For example, WestJet used to limit its liability for checked baggage to $250, which is really peanuts. Uh, so I challenged that successfully, and WestJet was ordered to increase the amount of compensation it has to pay. Um, conditions uh, governing the rights of passengers when flights are being delayed or cancelled. Um, so, the airlines were not really complying with the law, and um, so they just imposed some conditions on the airlines about what your rights are. Uh, that, for example, if uh, we're talking about the cancellation, which is in the airline's control, then they have to possibly buy you a ticket on another airline's flight, even if it's a competitor. So I guess you looked around and you thought, okay, well, nobody's dealing with this and I have to deal with it. And, you know, you took matters into your own hands. Now you've got a new fight, and it's an interesting one because uh, your new uh, fight is against Delta Airlines, specifically their practice of bumping obese travelers or making them buy two seats. And originally, when you brought this to the Canadian Transportation Agency, they dismissed it in 2014. But you are bringing it back up again, and uh, you think it's going to go through this time. Why? 
who uh, uh, bring it back is uh, premature to say, I've taken it to the Federal Court of Appeal, uh, asking the Federal Court of Appeal to overturn the, the decision of the Canadian Transportation Agency to toss it out. We are talking here about bumping of large passengers, not necessarily obese. Obese is a very extreme case. Even large passengers who just, when they get down in their seats with their armrests down, they a little bit encroach on one side or both sides, which you don't have to be obese to be, to be uh, in that position, given how small aircraft seats are these days. And um, the issue here is really who has the right to complain to the Canadian Transportation Agency? What are the obligations of the agency to the public? And my main argument is that when we deal with uh, provisions that deal with discrimination, because after all, what we are talking here about is a form of discrimination. And they uh, turned it down originally, the Canadian Transportation Agency, because they said uh, that you uh, weren't directly affected by it. I'm guessing you're not a, a large man, and so your argument is that's ridiculous. I, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, what, what, I, what I was arguing is that the size of my waist has nothing to do with whether this policy is discriminatory or not. We, right. It's blatantly obvious that we're dealing with something which is discriminatory. And let, instead of wasting time on legal technicalities, let's deal with the actual issue that needs to be resolved, which is an important one, which is how to balance between various interests. Because, of course, it's not necessarily pleasant to be sitting next to someone who is very large and, and you are just overwhelmed by their size and press prospects through the window mm-hmm. or the wall of their craft. So I, I'm, I'm not to be understood as saying, well, the, the, the rights of, of large passengers to necessarily, in all cases, um, trump everybody else's rights. And it's more a question of what the airlines uh, owe to do in the airline, in this case, Delta owes to those passengers, how and how to handle the whole situation. It's a, it's a complex question. And uh, the agency, the Canadian Transportation Agency, has been playing just hot potatoes with that instead of dealing with it. Sure. It's, uh, you know, it is a difficult question to address for sure. Uh, and, and you have some solutions that you would recommend to Delta Airlines. Um, the, the, the first solution that is uh, possibly using seats, which are now available, where, where the separator between the passengers can be shifted. So we have to still bear in mind that um, overall, when you, when you have 300 passengers, the average size of a person will be close to the average in the population. So if right. seats can accom- accommodate two or three average passengers, if you can shift around the, the points where you, the separator between the seats based on the needs of the passengers, how big they are, then especially when you have three seats in, in, in one block, you can very easily accommodate and keep happy of three passengers. Okay, so you're saying, okay, because I'm not a large woman, I'm about 120 pounds at my very heaviest, which is you know, kind of rare, but I find there's not a lot of room anyways in the seats. You know, I sit down and you're kind of like, your arms are right at your armrest. So I feel for anyone that gets on a plane. You know, my husband's 6'2", and I'm like, good luck. This is not going to be comfortable for you because it's not always comfortable for me. But you're saying, so if somebody gets on beside me who's bigger and there's some room, there's just a little bit of space there, they could move the armrest over so that they have a bigger chair and would mine be a little bit smaller. It, it is one it is one possible solution, or perhaps when when they have when they have a young person who who really doesn't need that much room. Right. Uh, uh, it that, that might make sense. The the other solution is of course uh, for airlines to uh, have some seats which are larger, because we have to accept that in a, that that the same way that the, our population is taller than say 
people 100 years ago, not to mention 500 years ago, also, unfortunately, we have a population which is also wider for various reasons related to uh, lifestyle. But these are facts. Yeah. And, uh, and, and these passengers still have the same rights to travel as I do or you do. And um, we as society have to treat those passengers with respect and compassion. And how did the did the how did it feel today at the Federal Court of Canada when you were introducing this? You know, to the three judge panel, were you met with some sympathy? Uh, how do you think they're going to rule? And when will you find out? It, it, it was a Federal Court of Appeal panel, and you know the the judges are very professional, and you really cannot read them uh, how how they would rule. They reserve their judgment, so it means that they would rule sometime in the future. It hypothetically could be tomorrow or it could be in several months, I don't know. Um, what I was very privileged to observe is that the, the, the court was extremely respectful and caring about the issue. And I, I, my impression was that all three members of the panel came with a very open mind to the courtroom to hear both sides and to be convinced why this matter should be heard. Um, the, from a legal point of view, the idea that someone who himself has no stake in the usual sense of, of the of matter should be uh, allowed to, to pursue the complaint is in a way uh, legal sacrilege. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's in a way trying to, to, to tell people hundreds and hundreds of years ago that the earth is actually around. Um, and, and, and because the law is not as much as, you know, it's not that, something where you can do an experiment, but it's more based on well-established legal doctrines. I, I, it is quite possible that, that I, was, I was trying to make too big of a leap in terms of, in terms of what I'm trying to do in, in this specific issue. But what I'm sure is that whatever judgment will come out, it will be well-reasoned, well-considered. And, uh, and regardless of what the substance of the ruling is, I felt that the, that, that the judges had a lot of respect for someone who himself is not um, large yet standing up for the rights of other people. Sure, and you know, we do this all the time, Gabar. We we hire people or get people to stand up for us if there's something that we don't feel confident in sharing. And I, you know, I can't imagine being somebody that's bumped off a flight because of your weight or you've had to buy two seats and then it's like, okay, and by the way, they've already treated you like this. Go take the battle up with the uh, Canadian Transportation Agency. Go ahead. I mean, you're already uh, probably embarrassed and, you know, uh, a little demoralized. And so I think it's great that there's people that you're speaking like you speaking for other people and i I wish you the best of luck thank you very much this is the am 640 afternoon drive show listen live weekday afternoons from four till seven on am 640 or download the app at 640 toronto.com